Here's what's coming up on this week's show. I've been involved in about 60. I'm not sure how many there are. And I think we were rattling some of the ones off last week about uh, sex shops and villa holidays and office rental. Well, well, stop, stop. <laughs> well, 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 sex what now? <laughs> the beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there, and we have to let you into a little bit of a secret because recording podcasts in any situation is a little bit hit and miss, Claire, isn't it? Sometimes it works in your favour, sometimes it doesn't. Mm. Uh, this morning it really hasn't worked in our favour at all, has it? <laughs> I, I think I've let we just got to go with the flow. <laughs> oh, it's been a nightmare. So we've had, like, dropped internet connections uh, and then someone decided to chop down a tree in my next door's <laughs> garden so we had, like, power saws going off out side and but fingers crossed we're calm now we're okay is it is it anything about to happen in your house Claire I was actually just thinking I might be having a Amazon delivery <laughs> Do you know what's going to happen? Sod's law, that doorbell's going to go just as we start. And my dog's next to me and she's going to go berserk. So let's see how we get on. So every week on the show, we invite an entrepreneur or an industry expert on the show to help us solve a problem and answer a question that's going to help your business to grow. Um, what we got going on this week, Claire? We are talking about how you can plan for your success. Oh, yes. This is John Lamerton, isn't it? The guy we spoke to a couple of weeks ago. He's a lovely guy. He is. He is. And he talks a lot about uh, the importance of putting in a plan to follow. Yeah. John's written a couple of books, Big Ideas for Small Businesses and another book, which is about his world domination plans. It's so important to know where you're heading in business. And I love the ideas that he came out with, uh, just being flexible with the direction that you're taking your business in. And I love the fact that he describes himself as the lazy entrepreneur. Yeah, but he always, he loves a system, doesn't he? Yeah. And a few weeks ago, we were talking to Chris Travis about running multiple businesses. And our goodness only knows how many businesses this guy's got, but he's got several on the go at the same time. He has, actually, when you said about systems, he's got a system for that. <laughs> Instead of saying, I've got an app for that. <laughs> okay, let's dive in and have a listen. By the way, we're going to be talking about porn, so parental guidance advised. This is the Big Little Business Show. I am a former civil servant uh, who decided he absolutely hated his job. <laughs> it was the nice, safe, secure job for life that my parents wanted me to have. And I thought I wanted. Uh, turns out I didn't. I really, really hated it. So I ended up teaching myself how to run a small business, how to do internet marketing uh, through the, um, the use of a proper old school method of a book, an actual book uh, that I think I picked up from WH Smith's back in the day. <laughs> uh, it was called Internet Marketing for Dummies. And that book was made for me because I knew nothing. Uh, my very first business was an internet marketing company. And Obviously, I'd never run a company before. Just to pause that for a second, John, because I noticed on one of your websites, you said that you built this internet marketing company without internet access and without a computer. So how does that work? So I'd, I'd just moved out of my parents' house. Uh, they never had internet access. And my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, I used to borrow their internet. And when I'm saying borrow their internet, I'm talking 56K, dial up, pay as you go. <sighs> Reserve. I remember those days. On a Windows 95 computer. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that you had that thing where you know, if someone was on the phone, then you had to put the phone down, I'm yeah. on the internet. Did you get that? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I tied up my now in-laws 
uh, phone line and obviously also um, massively ramped up their internet bill uh, to the point where, and I've actually used this quote in my first book. Uh, it was a quote from my mother-in-law. And the quote I used is, why is he wasting his time and money on this internet thing? <laughs> oh my goodness. 20 years ago, she said that. And I still remind her of it every time I see her. I love that. So we first bumped into John because, well, actually, it was the title of, of your book, John, that jumped out at us. And we thought, oh, hang on, this guy's got to be speaking our language. So we're called The Big Little Business Show because we believe that if you run a small business and you want to grow, you've got to start implementing some big ideas or thinking like a big business owner, if that's what you want to become. Now, your book, John, is called Big Ideas for Small Business. And, well, tell us what it's about. But I'm thinking it's about pretty much the same thing. It absolutely is, Paul. Yeah, it's, uh, it's my blueprint for running a successful small business. And often I think when, I, when I'm coaching small business owners, often they think small. And that's the biggest problem I think we, we encounter with small business owners is their small thinking. Whereas you know, they think, well, I'm, I'm not McDonald's, I'm not Subway, so therefore I don't need systems. I don't need to do marketing. I need to rely completely on word of mouth and I don't need to learn and I don't need to develop and I don't need, I don't need an organizational chart. And the one thing I discovered running small businesses was that you can actually outmaneuver the big guys by being small. Being small is an advantage, um, particularly, I mean, this year with COVID, some of the pivots we've seen have been amazing. And the small businesses are the ones who are able to pivot within a day or two. Sure, the big guys have pivoted and they've, you know, they've taken a couple of weeks to get up and running with some of them. But the little guys, oh, they, they've really had that advantage, haven't they? Let's think about where, where you are now, John, because sort of 20 odd years later, you've launched several, I don't know how many businesses you've, you've launched, but it's quite a few, right? It is. I think on the, on the book blurbs, I've said I've been involved in about 60 um, but it, that is, well, I'm not sure how many there are. And I think we were rattling some of the ones off last week about uh, sex shops and villa holidays and office rental. Well, well stop, stop. <laughs> well, well, sex what now? <laughs> yeah, so I used to, this was back in the day when I, I, I thought I had the golden touch and I was, I was Mark Zuckerberg back in the day, or I thought I was at least, because I knew how to rank on Google for anything so i could pretty much have an idea on the monday get a really really crappy looking website up by the tuesday and by wednesday i'm number one on google and i'm earning money for it so i just researched what are people searching for and how can i earn money from that so i discovered that lots of people in the early 2000s were searching the internet for where is there a sex shop near me or where is there a sex shop in Bristol, in Birmingham, in Liverpool. No, really? The world? You, what, you mean using the internet for porn, John? Is that, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. So I, I created a really, really horrible, thin uh, content. No value whatsoever. It basically was a directory with like 100,000 pages, automatically populated by some robot, which was optimized for sex shops in, and I guarantee whichever town, village you live in, I had a page that was optimized for sex shops in Basingstoke. 
<laughs> in Merthyr Tidfil. Um, you know, and I optimized for that. And then I got paid an affiliate commission for referring people to what I w- you would probably say is the precursor to Tinder. Um, it was a, an online dating website that was, and I'm using dating in inverted commas because it was like, shall we have just the one date, like just tonight, that sort of date. <laughs> oh, so I'm laughing. It's completely thrown me off my next question now because that took a that, <laughs> that tipped me. I'm screwing up my notes right here. <laughs> that tipped me down a completely different avenue. I guess the other thing that's really uh, changed things for you, and something that I know you value quite a lot right now, is having a system or a routine to follow. And this is basically the reason why we invited you on but because the routines that you've got going on are fantastic uh, the way you systemize i mean if you're juggling that many businesses you've got to have a system otherwise it's just like balancing a deck of cards so they're all going to fall over at some point uh, so talk us through because i know when you and i chatted uh, a couple of weeks ago john uh, i was really impressed by this 90 day plan that you have in place so talk us through how that works yeah i discovered this uh, about five and a half years ago. So my businesses were doing okay back then. They were probably, you know, doing, I don't know, 100K profit a year, nice lifestyle business, had a couple of young kids. What I'd done previously and what I think a lot of people and a lot of small business owners do is I sat down on New Year's Eve and I planned out my goals for the year. And you you start work on the first, you know, let's say the third, fourth of January. Well, I don't need to actually get started yet because I've got all year to do these goals. And then you get to about March. I still don't need to start work yet. Uh, maybe the summer. Well, okay. Yeah, let's have a holiday first. September comes around. Kids are back at school. Right. Time to really knuckle down now and start on these goals. Yeah. Well, actually, I've got, I've got a bit of a mountain to climb now because I've only got three months of the year left. Oh, my God. And by the time Halloween comes around, well... I haven't got time to do now. I just as well give up, hadn't I? And then guess what comes around next? It's December 31st. Let's plan again. So many people go through that pattern every single year. So I I discovered the 90 days and it just, it blew my mind because I've still got all my 90 day plans on my desk here. And it's reducing that time period. 90 days is what I call the Goldilocks zone where it's just right. You know, it's, it's not too long that you just put it to the back of your mind because you don't need to think about it yet. But it's not too short that you think, oh my God, I haven't got enough time to do this. So you can get something pretty meaningful done in 90 days. And if I think back over some of my 90-day plans, they've been relaunching a website, uh, writing a book, writing another book, launching a podcast uh, finding a new MD to run one of our businesses. These are big, big tasks. These are the, the small hinges that swing a big door. They are the low-hanging fruits that really make a difference and really move the needle in my business. This is what I like about this kind of plan because like you've already illustrated, a year is way too long. It's like a huge mountain that you can't see the top of. And this is why I don't particularly like business plans. I don't even know whether people still write business plans, but I mean, I've set up many businesses and I've never written a business plan in my life, purely because the journey seems just like too far away. So by splitting it down, it's like 90 days, which is like, what, three months. Now that's achievable. You can see three months ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I don't think I've ever written a business plan. Um, 
I think I was asked to once by the bank and I then had to Google what does a bit, having run a business for 12 years or something at this point, I then had to Google what does a business plan look like <laughs> <laughs> and send it to somebody who is employed, who I doesn't run their own business, who's going to judge my skills of running a business. But surely, isn't it the value of, of your own individual business plan is why you do what you do? Um, you know, for what reason, what milestones, you know, what thresholds do you want to hit that are pivotal for your business in order to get you to that end goal? Nobody else knows that, do they, apart from you? No, exactly. And it's knowing your business and how your how the machine of your business works. Exactly. Well, we are, we are the engine behind the businesses. And I think also by having a plan, and I must admit, since I've started putting plans into my business, it's made it so much the goal, so much closer, um, but also helps you celebrate those wins and helps you, whether they're small or large wins, by just psychologically having that success and knowing that what you're doing is working. That also, I feel as well, do you, that complements why you have a plan in the first place? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're if you if you sit there on New Year's Eve and you make this big goal and say, "Well, I want to I want to earn an extra hundred thousand pounds this year," then where is the win? Until you tick that off, you know. And if that win does happen in December, twelve months later, you've had to somehow keep your momentum going, keep your motivation topped up to do that all the way through an entire calendar year, which is very very hard to do. Whereas 90 days, and the, the way I kind of break it down is I will take my 90-day plan and I'll, I'll want to achieve, say, three big, big things in those 90 days. I'll break it down so that each month I've got some stepping stones. How am I going to get towards one of these big three goals? How far do you break it down then, John? Uh, I break it down all the way down to what am I going to do? What is the one thing I'm going to do today that is going to move me towards my weekly goal. And that one weekly goal is, how is that going to move me towards my monthly goal? And then that monthly goal, how is that going to help me towards my quarterly goal? So you almost reverse engineer it, don't you? You start at the end, right, this is what I want to achieve. What steps do I need to make in order to get there? Yes, I mean, the, the, the very first place I start, and this is, I think this is why I really, really love doing my 90-day plans. When, it, when I plan out my week, and I write on my plan for the following week, next week you're going to be doing your 90-day plan for the next quarter. I get excited. I get so fired up because the very first step I do is sitting down with a blank piece of paper and brainstorming absolutely everything that I could do to grow this business. Well, I could learn Google Ads. I could relaunch our website. I could hire someone else. I could write a book. I could launch a podcast. Oh, I could do LinkedIn ads. There's so much that you think, oh, I could do this. And we've all, as business owners, got this stuff swimming around our brains. I've got a folder next to my desk. Every time I listen to a podcast, read a book, etc., I print it off. I write down the ideas of stuff that I could do. I could implement this in the business. And what I don't do is I don't action it straight away. I put it in the folder. And then when I'm planning my 90 days, out comes the folder. Oh my God, I'd forgotten about that idea. That was a brilliant idea. Yes, I really want to do that. And then I create this massive list and it's as long as it needs to be. Most people have a to-do list. I don't do to-do list. I have my could-do list, which is absolutely everything I could do. And then I've got to narrow that down 
to three things that I am going to do in the next 90 days. Actually, it's interesting listening to you because I'm sure, well, I'm guilty for this and I'm sure there's many people that are listening that also are guilty of picking out your favourite tasks. Um, so if you've got this really long to-do list, I think maybe it's just human instinct, you know, naturally we'll gravitate to the ones that I quite enjoy doing that one. I'll do that one. But actually, is that going to be the best decision um, for your business so I guess by doing what you've said allows you to keep focus and actually thinking is what I'm doing an income producing activity or is it just something that I quite enjoy doing yeah absolutely I, I like the process of the one thing so um, I don't know if you've read the one thing by Gary Keller um, but he that that's the process that I follow now so my my 90-day goals get transformed into the stepping stones for the month and then on a weekly basis I do one thing and on my weekly plan so i've got a sheet of paper that's on my desk i think paul you saw it on the call the other week didn't you yeah this is great it's very similar to, to the thing i do but um yeah I, I love the fact that you sit down and plan your whole week out right monday i'm doing this tuesday i'm doing that so good exactly so next week for example i have we're recording this on a friday i have already planned next week so i have a sheet of paper and to explain to you on the sheet of paper i've got monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday columns and then at the very top of the page, I've got in the bright red box, this week's one thing. And that's where I start. I don't look at, you know, what meetings I've got planned, all the little easy, nice tasks that I could do next week. I look at what time have I got? Okay, I've got, you know, I've got an all day meeting here. This day's blocked out. I've got a day and a half available. Right. I then consult my stepping stones for the month what do i need to achieve this month so i'm I'm now literally i'm glancing across to my my 90-day plan for september to november i'm looking at my monthly plan for september so i have my uh, one of my big three for this quarter is to overhaul one of our websites uh one of my stepping stones for september is to rewrite the nurture sequence for that website and design an onboarding process cool my one thing for next week is to rewrite that nurture sequence. So if I achieve nothing else next week, other than doing that nurture sequence, I've won the week. I have beaten the week. And this is the, a mindset shift that people need to have because when you've got a to-do list and there's 17 items on there, success looks like clearing 17 items. When you follow the one thing principle, you can have 17 items on that list, but only one of them is the one thing. And that's the one thing that makes the difference. Mm, or like your big rock of the week, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, Gary Keller calls it the lead domino. The one that if you push that over... Love that. Nothing else matters because everything else just goes with it. The one thing that you picked up on, you mentioned briefly there, that I think is really important is the fact that you're sitting there right now on a Friday doing your plan for next week and it's important to get all this done maybe the day or the week before so you don't have to think about it in the morning of the day or over the weekend or when you're having downtime absolutely absolutely it's just a rule um and i think i can't remember one of my mentors said to me this week ain't over till next week's planned and i take that into a daily thing now so today isn't over monday isn't over till tuesday's planned and you, because you cannot plan Tuesday any further than Monday night, because you don't know what you've achieved. You don't know what fires 
have started up that need putting out. You know, small business owners, we make plans, but unfortunately stuff happens that affect our plans. And that's where the 90 days is very useful as well. If I could look back at my 90 day goals for June, July, and August. No, in fact, let's go earlier than that. April, May, June, uh, sorry, March, April, May. So I planned them in February. The world got a little bit different in March. So I got my pen out mid-March or towards the end of March and I made some adjustments and I scribbled some stuff out because I couldn't carry on with that plan as was. But what I ended up doing was a new 90-day plan, which I adapted to the world around me and we, we smashed it out. We got a new website launched. We got a load of new content written. We increased our open rates on our emails. We didn't achieve what we planned to achieve, but we adapted to it. That's really good. And we, uh, it's interesting, the words that when we're talking about the plan, you know, we come up with excited, um, you know, or frustrated if you haven't completed, you know, your goals and what you've set out to do. With your 90-day plan, do you encourage people to actually put on their own personal goals as, as to maybe what part of the business will give them X, Y and Z to actually attach that emotion to why they're doing what they're doing? Or do you just keep it purely business? Yeah, I, th- I think you need to know why you're doing that. And if, again, I've, I've got all my 90-day plans here. And the very first one that I did in March 2015, I've got a little corner uh, blocked out here and it says, why are you doing this? And then I've got a list of the values that matter to me. So I've looking here now, I've got family, fun, positivity, security, freedom. And seeing that and having that visual reminder, this is why you're doing this. And these are the things you should be focusing on. Another reason that the 90 day plan works so well, and the you know, just having three things that you're going to do in the next three months it's easy to remember what you've got to do. Yeah, we've, t- we've talked about the flexibility of what we're doing and being open to change. And you know, I'm a true believer that businesses evolve. Um, and, well, uh, you know, classic example, since March, uh, what we had, most of us, I'm, I'm sure, had planned has not necessarily materialised the way we, that we expected it to. So how important do you think it is to be open-minded as a business owner and to not be fearful of change? Oh, this, is, this is very interesting because I, I was having this conversation with my wife today about my love of routine because I, I am Mr. Routine. You know, I wrote a book called Routine Machine because that, that is what I am. I've optimized every little aspect of my daily habits and routines, which means I don't deal well with change. And when things change I go and I throw my toys out the pram and I don't like it and there is nothing that upsets me more than someone messing with my routines and my systems and my way of doing things I know someone else like that don't we Claire (laughs) who is that then (laughs) I can't think name slipped my mind at the moment (laughs) oh dear but uh, yeah the the, the change is uh, well I've learned you know especially and I know a lot of people have that change is just paramount in business and you have to have that versatility you know one of the things i i've talked about in both of the books now has has been i have had lots of black swan events in in my life every couple of years something goes wrong in our business it's nearly catastrophic i walk around like a bear with a sore head for about a week and i go around metaphorically kicking the cat because I'm angry and people have moved my stuff and they've messed with my routines and I've got this thing that works and it doesn't work anymore. 
And then I go back to the drawing board and I make a plan and we pivot and we adapt. We start following the new plan. And that's exactly what happened this, this year. As soon as COVID hit, so I run a sports betting business. March, we had the Cheltenham Gold Cup day on 13th of March. And that was the same day that the Premier League said we're shutting down football. And I think lockdown happened the week after that. And I went, well, that's that's our business dead then because there's, there's no sport for the foreseeable future. Hey, John, there's always there's always porn, mate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we can always We've... go back there, can't we? <laughs> We've gone full circle. <laughs> uh, but I, I absolutely, you know, I was fearful. I was reactive. Um, I, I acted instinctively for about a week. Um, three months later, we were having uh, Royal Ascot was happening. Premier League was back on terrestrial TV every day. And it was boom time. We had a brand new website, which Google absolutely loved because we'd spent time building the assets. Our email open rates were 38% higher than they were pre-lockdown because we built the relationships with people. Our suppliers loved us because we built relationships with them. And the plan we'd created worked. That's a really important thing that you've picked up on there because the, uh, the the topic of the podcast is all about making a plan but the biggest part of making a plan is be prepared to change that plan at any point what is it say no no battle plan survives per- first contact isn't it oh something like that yeah i have heard that one before so we've so we've covered quite a lot of ground here and we've covered some really important things you talked about the 90-day plan you talked about your weekly planning so i think what might be quite useful uh before we wrap up is to have like an an action plan for people to start making an action plan. So if they're thinking, right, I need to get myself organized. I need to start writing lists. So what would you say people do? Maybe the three things that people need to do uh, in order to get themselves a little bit more organized and start to uh, build a routine. Sure. So the, and the first thing with, it, with building any routine is to know what routine you want to change. The second thing is let's make it easy. So my weekly plans are bright orange sheets. I've got a stack of seven of them, blank ones on my desk here. I've just made it easy to do that. So in terms of getting started with planning, um, probably the easiest way, actually, if, if, if people head over to my website, bigidea.co.uk, uh, pop your email address in on the, on the link on the homepage there. I've got a download of all the planners that I use. So I've got the could-do list. I've got the big three 90-day plans. I've got the weekly plans in there. So you would start with that could-do list. And honestly, I cannot tell you that is where the gold happens. Because as a business owner, you'll love sitting down and brainstorming. You know, Take yourself out of the business. Take yourself down to a coffee shop and just brainstorm. And just think, don't discount anything. Just say, what could I do? And you'll end up with everything that you could do to run your business or to grow your business some of my best ideas actually have come from doing the, just that but I'm guilty of not always writing them down so I'm going to get myself a little notebook and put it beside my bed because when I think of these I think I, I feel I don't know if you agree that sometimes the best ideas come and you just have that moment of reflection and you stop exactly and, that, and that's why um, I, so there's another tool I use uh, which is how, how ideas end up in the folder so I've got um, an app on my phone called Brain Toss. Now, I think this app is about two pounds. It's a cheaper, cheaper chips app. And what that does, it enables you to do either a 30 second voice recording or to send a photo or to send a text 
update. And it will basically, whatever you do, it'll email it to you. We've got the could do list. We've got the 90 day plan and we've got the weekly plan and the be prepared to change any of those at any time. I mean, that's, there's some, some real gold in there today, John. I loved that. Um, sticking to a plan is probably the greatest superpower that any business owner could have. Um, but also having adaptability to be able to deviate from the plan when circumstances dictate. I feel inspired to go and make a plan. <laughs> inspired to make a plan. I've made so many notes. Um, thank you ever so much, John. So um, what we do at the end of every interview, just for a bit of fun, is we ask a set of questions which are inspired by Inside the Actors Studio. Um, so are you ready for your questions, John? Let's go for it. Yeah, let's do it. Now, this is fast becoming, John, my favourite question. And uh, the reason why I love it so much is because we have American guests on and they don't really understand the question. And then we have other guests on who deny they ever take part in this. But actually, secretly, we all do this. So what is your favourite biscuit? Right. OK, there's there's a, a tea company called Rington's and they deliver uh, tea and coffee and everything like that every every fortnight. And they have this lovely triple chocolate biscuit. So it is a, uh, a chocolate biscuit with chocolate chips in, coated in milk chocolate. That sounds divine. Yeah, they're good. How many do you normally get through? I mean, do you do, you do one and stop, or do you clear the packet? So I've got a routine around these. So every two weeks they arrive. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> routine around the biscuit, love it. They immediately go in the fridge, because chocolate has to go in the fridge, and they are predominantly chocolate. So they go in the fridge. Now, they're in a like, sealed pack, and there's eight in a pack. What I will do is I will probably open the pack a day later, have one, maybe two, turn the pack around so that for the rest of the people in the house, it doesn't look like they've been opened. I love this. <laughs> Thus ensuring that out of the eight, I get at least five. <laughs> we've, we've had people, people uh, talk about how they eat their biscuits, but I don't think we've ever had anything quite so precise. But... No, I wasn't expecting to talk about biscuit routine. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, another question for you. What's your favourite movie? Oh, it's Pulp Fiction. No, no. Oh. <gasps> right, it's, no, it's not Pulp Fiction. It's, it's sometimes Pulp Fiction, but no, it's Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, similar in some ways, though, but I can see where, you, I see where you're coming from. Oh, it's just the, the music. Both of them, actually. It's the music. It's the dialogue. I can... You could drop me... I mean, those are kind of two-and-a-half-hour movies. You could drop me at any point in either of those movies... And I could tell you what the next line is. <laughs> what I love about Pulp Fiction, uh, the most um, graphically disgusting scene in the film is also the funniest. <laughs> Are you talking Merv? Well, yeah, in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just so funny, but so wrong at the same time. Yeah, I didn't mean to shoot him. <laughs> it's brilliant. Love it. If heaven exists, what would you like God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates, John? Oh, I think I'd like him to say, uh, John, here is a blank planner for you. What? How would you like your weeks to go? <laughs> awesome. And John, that was absolutely fantastic. We covered lots of things uh, that are really, really useful. We covered a few things that I didn't expect to cover as well, to be fair. Yeah, um, quite. <laughs> if people want to come and find out more about you and maybe get a little bit of help with their planning or maybe just download those templates that you mentioned earlier on, uh, remind us where 
people can come and find you? Yeah, absolutely. My website is the best place. There's links to uh, the books, the planners, the podcasts. You can get in touch with me on there. Social media channels, everything is on the website. Bigidea.co.uk. This is the Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. What I really loved about listening to John was the idea that when you put a plan in order to move your business forward, it actually doesn't have to stay exactly the same, that it can evolve and move with your new ideas and that if you have a new idea, actually you can implement that and include that into what you're doing. Yeah, it's a real old school mentality, I think, still to write a full on business plan showing your entire journey for the next 20, 30 years or something. You can see 90 days, you can see the end of that 90 day period and it seems like an achievable goal. And like you say, it gives you that flexibility to be able to change it if circumstances mean that you have to change your plan. I mean, I know I've been guilty of it, of writing a plan and then when it doesn't, go the way that you want it you scrap the plan and you get annoyed and you get irritated but actually you can tweak it you can um, develop it along your own business journey especially at the moment where times are changing and also when you're putting your list together what we tend to do and I know I'm still guilty of this is you choose the jobs that you want to do as opposed to the ones that really should be doing yeah and uh, what you were saying about changing plans I mean we changed our plans right the way through the middle of that interview when he started talking about sex shops (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that got me. I wasn't that was, really expecting that at all. That was random. I wasn't quite sure what direction that was going to take. I thought maybe I'd got the wrong subject. <laughs> that was really funny. A really entertaining guy. Make sure you go and check out his books. And if you go to our page about the episode on our website, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk, uh, you can click on and get all the templates that he was talking about. Uh, the 90-day plan template, uh, the could-do list, and all those great little tips that he came out with. You can go and get those templates so you can actually start doing that sort of stuff for yourself too brilliant okay let's finish off with a big little shout out every week we like to big up a business who we've been talking to on social media or has been listening to the podcast who are we shouting out about today claire so this week we're giving a shout out to jenny erickson oh okay now jenny erickson uh, runs a business called the nifty networker and she can be found on linkedin under the nifty networker or by her name jenny erickson i've just found her have you found her? She's Norwegian. I know. I can't even tell you where she comes from. Christian, Christ, Christ, yeah, Norway. So Jenny uh, is a professional training and coaching business and supports and helps people to build confidence and clarity when connecting with others online. Oh, that's a good idea. And there's lots of that going on at the moment with lots of virtual meetings and lots of Zooming and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it can be a little bit nerve wracking. I can understand that. And she helps you to sort of uh, build your confidence and uh, be authoritative and forthright when you're talking on virtual media. Yeah, exactly, because I think, you know, a lot of uh, the ways in which we work have changed, so it can be quite daunting if you're not familiar with how to communicate online. So that is what Jenny does. So she helps the world of online networking be less daunting. I bet she's busy at the moment too, right? She's super busy. Brilliant, love that. So go check her out on LinkedIn. Anywhere, any other links for her? You can find her on Facebook as well. So Jenny Erickson or uh, under the name uh, The Nifty Networker. Yeah, on LinkedIn would be the best place. Yeah, it's spelt, by the way, J-E-N-N-I-E. Because she's Norwegian, it's a little bit different. Uh, 
E R I K S E N. That's the one. Jenny, bless her. And that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Don't forget to go and follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. You can search for Big Little Business Show to get us in any of those places. And whatever platform you're listening to us on, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you get future episodes directly into your phone device. And make sure you leave us a, a little review as well because uh, it helps to big us up in podcast land. We've got a whole library of past episodes now all filled with great tips and expert advice to help your business to grow so go and check those out and uh, until next week that pretty much does it say goodbye Claire bye you've been listening to the Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley you can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes Spotify TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. The Big Little Business Show is a PM2 Media and Excel Networking production.